Welcome home to the Grad School Soul Collective, where we educate and empower black and brown grad students on their doctoral journey. Here's our host, Alyssa J. Welcome back, everybody. So today we are going to talk about grad student well-being and buffering against burnout. Um, now, burnout is is much more than a buzzword, right? We've heard it, um, especially with COVID that's happened the last couple of years that we are still in. Um, but it's a thing, right? It's something that we're seeing more and more in higher ed, especially with graduate students. Now, PhD students balance a ton of roles and responsibilities. Um, you can be a professional in a career. You can be a professional grad student, as I like to call myself for the last couple of years, a partner, uh, a wife, a husband, a caretaker, um, a graduate assistant, a teaching assistant, you know, all of these roles, right, um, that might be in addition to being a graduate student. Um, now, when it comes to prioritizing grad student wellness, right, and buffering against burnout, quick fixes are not going to work. They're not going to work, um, especially since you may be in your program for, mm, on average, right, it's three to seven years. And um, it's really important that we take some time and we talk about buffering against burnout. And this is for folks who um, have experienced it, folks who have seen other folks who have gone through it, um, and hopefully folks that have not experienced it and they can um, take some of the things that we're gonna talk about today and begin to implement them and use them to, um, to really create that buffer so that you're, you don't experience the burnout. So here we go, let's go. So the first thing um, is to set realistic goals. Your brilliance does not diminish because your path looks different from others. I'm gonna repeat that. Your brilliance does not diminish because your path may look different from others, okay? And I'm gonna give you an example of that as well, okay? Um, so in terms of setting these realistic goals, you wanna chunk them out. You wanna break them down into short-term and long-term goals. You wanna set timeframes and allow yourself time for the unexpected, right? What will happen definitely will happen, okay? Um, in chunking those goals, setting those realistic goals, you might need to adjust the time frame depending on your situation. Um, if you have the ability to choose when you take courses um, so you're not overloaded, definitely do that. Um, I was a part-time student at one time. Um, I was also a full-time student. Um, you know, I had coursework. I was a, you know, a professional full-time 40-hour a week um, person, you know, with a career um, before I was a full-time graduate student. And I also um, have a family, right? And for me, this meant that everybody else's time frame was not always a good fit for my own situation. So when I talked about this, your brilliance doesn't diminish because your path looks different from others, okay? Um, 
an example of this, right? Some of my colleagues took classes in the summer to offset the fall and spring semesters. Um, some folks did not want to do, or it was it didn't work for them, wasn't good, a good fit for them to have three courses during um, the year, especially folks who were working full time. And so what they would do is they would um, take courses in the summer so that they had two courses in the fall, two courses during the spring, and then that um, those summer semesters really helped them to offset that. And that worked for them. For me, it didn't work for me. That didn't work for me. It didn't work for my family. It wasn't a good fit for, for my need. And I found myself, I found this, this thing going over and over again with me where I would say, wow, well, other people are doing this. And so it must be that something is not good with me that I can't fit into that same mold, right? And that is not the case. In setting your goals and setting your schedule for your um, how you're going to complete your courses, how you're going to complete your research, it has to fit you. It has to be something that is realistic so that you're not constantly pushing up against this, ah, uh, you know, and then if something happens, Goodness gracious, you get sick. Goodness gracious, your car breaks down. Goodness gracious, life happens and you're already all the way to the max, then you get knocked down even further. So it's really important to set those realistic goals, okay? The next thing is really that you wanna non-judgmentally reflect. Are you overcommitted or doing way more than your time or your body will allow? You know, are you overworking? And if you are, um, in this reflection, you want to take stock of who's reinforcing and normalizing this, you know, or is this connected to a need? This overextending and, and overworking, you know, it, it might be um, connected with a need that you have. One of the biggest stressors of grad students is finances. And this overextending um, could be connected to that right? Um, if you're in this boat, this boat of necessity, you want to make a three to six month plan on how to change out one of those sources of income for another. It might take, it might take that long. It might take a month. It might take a couple of months. It might take three to six months, but really being intentional about, hey, I have this need. I cannot not work. How can I find something that's better suited, better complementary, better hours, better pay? Um, how can I switch out one, adjust another so that I am not overextended? And if you are in a place, as in your 40-hour week is um, extending you, what is there another role that I can do and have wonderful impact that I may not have all the same type of responsibilities that I have, okay? If you are not in that boat and you are consenting to this overcommitting, you're agreeing to this cycle of overextending yourself, whether you're outwardly saying yes or you are quietly saying no, as in you're not uh, letting folks know that uh, you can't do all of those things. Here are some practical things that you want to do. You want to normalize saying things like, let me get back to you within a day. That's soft no. Uh, you want to use phrases, things like, I'm not able to do that right now. I am overextended and I am prioritizing 
my well-being. I am prioritizing because I am overextended. Um, if you're not a delegator, you may need to reassess um, how you can how you can do more of the delegating. A couple of really practical things for you to think about in this, instead of me just saying, hey, stop doing this thing, right? There's some tangible things that you could be doing to work on that, okay? The next thing you wanna do is, and, and these are not in hierarchical order, or order um, but you wanna build time in your weekly schedule to connect and unplug with people who feed your best you, right? This includes finding small ways to rejuvenate once a week, daily if you can, um, and a couple of times a month at least. What the heck can this look like? Well, for me, one of the things that I have been doing is um, really having fun with tea. I was always and will probably for the rest of my life be a coffee. I love coffee. I love coffee, ice cream. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, anyone out there, listeners out there, I love coffee. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's uh, knowledge that you can take of it what you will. But um, I have been dabbling in tea and um, a couple of different types of teas, really like five or six. And uh, what are some of my favorites that I can tell you right now? Um, I definitely have been getting into green tea. I definitely have been getting into um, fruitier teas, I would say. Um, absolutely fruitier teas. And so I like to have my tea undisturbed um, when my children are asleep. And um, no, I do not pick up the phone when I'm sipping on my tea. Um, so even something that small where you are um, breathing in, where you are taking the time to think, even if it's just 15 minutes with you and your tea, small way. Um, another thing that I have been doing um, more so, and this is a lower budget option, but this is definitely, you know, a little bit of um, a little bit of an expense. I've been doing sip and paints and big, big shout out to Bobo Emporium. They are a black owned company in Chicago. They do art classes um, with students. They do poetry events. They even have a philanthropic arm. It's called the Think Tank Foundation. They do a ton with mentorship for um, young people. They do food and clothing giveaways. And so I've been doing sip and paints with them. And this, this is something that that I have done, you know, kind of once a month, once every other month, I'd like to do it a little bit more, but I really, really thoroughly enjoy it. And I just did one um, a week ago. And so things like that, things with my hands, in addition to um, going out and finding restaurants that uh, within a certain budget, I'll say that, um, that I can try. And I love coming home and trying to recreate whatever the recipes are that I've eaten, okay? So th those are a couple of options. Um, I've even more recently, um, you know, I've been eating fancy sandwiches with my friends. What is a fancy sandwich for me? That means getting some phenomenal bread, getting some great accoutrements, whatever they are, if it's pickled, you know, pickled peppers, pickled onions, um, and 
gotten together with my friends, and this is something you can do um, once a week, once every other week, and um, each of us bring a couple of things and not a big old spread. This is not, you know, where we're, this is not a big event. This is something where you can go to whatever your grocer, your Kroger, your Jules, whatever store that you have, and you can get together and um, sip your bubbly, um, your bubbly water and, you know, talk about, talk about the week. Another option um, that a friend of mine does, I don't do, but I think it's a wonderful option, is she does low-cost trips once a month, like day trips. She leaves out first thing in the morning, first um, flight out, maybe 4, 35 o'clock, and takes the last flight at the end of the day. And she goes to places um, and plans, whether it's a wonderful restaurant, whether it's a concert, with some kind of event, and she and the, the budget for these plane tickets is really, really reasonable. And so if that's an option for you as well, um, for you kind of as a getaway, I know that she's done four or five of those, I think this year, that that's an option as well as far as rejuvenation, okay? So the next thing is that you wanna connect with others beyond social media. You wanna make time for human connections, even if they're online, especially with others who understand your journey. I'm gonna take you back. I, I know I've talked about this um, before, but it's really important, um, especially for folks that may not have uh, heard me talk about it, is I used to host what I call sip and shares. These were times where grad students could come and um, where they could talk about things that were going on in their uh, grad school journey that were not necessarily linked to a course. They could come and say, hey, I've got this problem, pose it, and then get some, um, you know, get some feedback. But it could have been um, that they were working out something that they wanted to share among folks who were in the same place as they were. And we did this online. And you could bring your lemonade, you could bring your tea, you could bring your 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 drink drink if you wanted or your beer. But the the goal here was to create consistent time for community sharing, community building around problem solving. Um, and it was really impactful. And so um, I want to extend that out to say that if you have a locus of folks that maybe um, you can't see physically, but that you can create this time um, dedicated time twice a month to, to jump on and connect that is outside of the beautiful things that are posted on social media, okay? Um, the next thing is that you want to learn from your setbacks. Consistency takes some work, right, and some unlearning. And if you have had a tough week, you want to go back to your why, Right and what you're what you'll gain from um, prioritizing your mental, your emotional, your physical well-being. You know if that means, hey, I want to be intentional about um, movement, and maybe I fell down, maybe I stopped, right? And then because I stopped, then I thought, ah, it's going to be harder for me to get back on. No, learn from that setback and get back on whatever the thing that you set in motion that you were going to do, whether it was 15 minute walks, get back to those 15 minute walks. If it's cold outside and you can get a membership and you can do that 15 minute walk, definitely do that. Um, you do not wanna be on the floor sick, 
where your body's breaking down in order for you to have to prioritize your well-being, your self-care. You want to pay attention, right, um, to when you begin to make these exceptions. Oh, it was just this. It was just that. Um, because those exceptions can become your normal. Work creep is a thing, right? Don't let it continue to be a thing. Be real, realistic with yourself about what it is and and going and learning from your setbacks or, you know, you know, I fell off the wagon. Um, and the last thing I'm going to urge you to do is to talk to a professional. Please do. In the Fraser household, we believe in therapy. We believe in it. We we use it. We are we engage with it with the professionals. And I will say that culturally, I was not raised that this is a thing to do. And I wish that I had been because I believe in it. And so if you are at a place where uh, you are experiencing burnout, you are experiencing um, things that, that are outside of your being able to um, work it out, deal, please don't power through. Please don't power through, through talk to a professional, right? And so hopefully these things that we talked about today um, can be used all together if need be. If a couple of things kind of resonated with you, if there was one where you said, ah, that sounds like me or it sounds like somebody I know, share this podcast with them. So thanks everybody for being with me today. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time.